Hello, Roll for Crit listeners. Jonathan here doing another awkward pre-podcast intro for you. Things are still a bit weird for our schedules right now after the holidays. So while we have a ton of new videos coming out on our YouTube channel, we were not able to get together to record a podcast in a timely manner this week, which is why instead we are providing you with one of our recent audio expansion episodes. These are the bonus audio podcasts that we normally release only for patrons on our Patreon page at patreon.com slash rollforcrit. In this episode, we muse a little bit about what other board game reviewers put on their top 10 lists, and then we talk about some stuff that's not about board games at all, including my personal top 10 favorite movies of 2021. So maybe something you'll hopefully be interested in hearing. As always, we appreciate you listening and giving us any feedback that you have at meeplegallery at gmail.com. And if you like the podcast today, you can hear more of it. Lots more. We do one every single week, again, at patreon.com slash rollforcrit. And go to rollforcrit.com to find all our other info. As usual, follow us everywhere to find out what's going on. We'll be back next week with a normal episode. So stay tuned. Hope you're having a good week. And on with the show. Hey there, you're listening to the audio expansion, the bonus podcast for all our lovely patrons. Thank you all so much for all the support over the years. I'm Will Keeler. I'm Jonathan Estes. And Happy New Year, Zeve. That's right. Depending on when you're listening, you may be listening to the last audio expansion of 2021, or you're listening to the first one for 2022 if you waited a little bit. <laughs> well, yeah, te- technically, they could any one of them could be the first one for 2022, depending on when you start listening. Very true. Very true. Why start yeah. here? Yeah. The why start here? the The year is pretty much over. It's it's been a it's been a year, right? <laughs> It's oh, it's a been a year and it hasn't, and we're not stopping. Trust me. 2022 is it's got plenty of surprises for us. Let's keep that train rolling. Yeah. Because it's an end of year. You know what that means? We're going to mm-hmm. hear all about lists and this podcast is no exception. That's true. Let's start by reflecting on some of our lists that involve board games in the thing that has the table topics. Table topics. So we, Yeah. We put together our own list, didn't we? Mm -hmm. Yes, we did. And (laughs) uh, we put out both a video and the regular podcast that has that. But there are other reviewers as well. I know it's a crazy thought. And instead of just going through each list one by one, there is a board game geek thread. I think he actually does it for multiple years. This uh, BC is their name, which is more of a compilation. And the idea is... He looks at all the lists and then only puts it in the thread if they, if I think it's like three or some more people put on their list. So it's more similar like you and I could have put something at number one, but what's number one here will be what the most people put on their top 10 anywhere. So what so what this person does, if I'm understanding correctly, they, they look at all the different board game content creators and reviewers compile games from the all of everybody's top 10 lists in order to see here are what overall like the most people thought were the best games of the year right yes and very nice they have a link to everything in case you're curious like oh let me find out what dice tower did so if you want and a link to us as well we're on there we made it on the list yeah they're fast we only put ours up two days ago uh before before i'm very curious to hear what some of the things on this bigger list are but i did want to ask is there anything now in the aftermath of our larger our personal lists 
you still feeling you feeling good about your your choices, your placements, any additional things that came to mind or overall thoughts on any of that? I mean, well, I'm sure going through this list may say more. I, mm. I feel most of the things I said already in the video, like sleeping gods, like I just feel like that would have been so such an obvious pick for both of us. Mm -hmm. But you know, that's a a, a time thing. Um, I, I no, I think what we both said made sense. I think, I, I mean, I've already looked through this thing before. So to see a couple things that I know we didn't mention and maybe you will, but overall, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, our personalities, I'm going to like trading card games more, which is one of the reasons why the Digimon made it higher, but we're both like, I, honestly, Bristol, I thought might be a little higher for you. Like I said, because I thought it was a fantastic hidden role, but when it comes to, if a story game does something right, we're, that's when we're at our happiest. Yeah. 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 I think, I think, I think you're right. I think we, we more or less said everything as of now, it's only been a couple of days. So I don't, I haven't developed much, many more thoughts. We did yeah. get a fair number of comments on there, but maybe we'll talk about those in another episode. So it's going to be, do you want me to start from, I feel like it's, I'm going to start from the front instead of the back. Cause it's a little How bit. How is it structured? Is it, is it like an actually a countdown of the, from least to most mentions? Pretty or, much that's how it works. I don't know if, if you've been on a Borgen Geek thread. Um, once again, it's a forum post, so it's not nearly as organized. So, like, if you scroll down, it'll show the number one. The first one it shows is the number one that is on the most people's list. Then a few comments of people talking about that. Oh, one. it's the one of those two. kinds yes. of ones. So okay. it's not neatly as organized. <laughs> so okay. that's, that's why I thought, like, we'll just go through the, the top ones. Sure, just go as, as they're listed. Yeah, I'm curious to see how much overlap there is between... We're, so we're basically seeing how much do other critics agree with us or not? <laughs> how similar are we? <laughs> right. And I will say they actually do separate because the first one is only uh, was on my list. And they say uh, World of Crit Will. And that's Cascadia. That is the number one that's been on the most people's uh, yeah. list. And I totally see how that is. And this is, um, I think you mentioned this, how it happens with Oscars too. Sometimes it's not like <laughs> number one, though it is number it, three people put it as their number one here. Like they also tell the ranking. Yeah. But yeah. It, it is such a like the one that I think is going to be the most pleasing. Right. It to, yeah. To me, it's I mean, for I do think, honestly, I, this is going to sound disrespectful, but no disrespect. <laughs> I think like at least 50 percent of the reason that game is so has been so well received is Beth Sobel is the artwork. Uh, in that game hey hey we eat with our eyes and <laughs> yeah. i completely agree and, but... and i'm you know I'm, I'm guilty of it too and i think wingspan honestly it's the same thing i, I no, think yeah i think thematically the art just works so well because i mean there's games about animals and i like that but the art just raises it up another level yeah. i also like i said i really enjoy the mechanics and the solo mode as well but i do see this more as not like there are like i said there are some number ones and i did put it at three but it really, mm. to me, makes sense as the the crowd pleaser. It's it definitely. I, I think of other games like Azul or even Splendor that are kind of. I, I feel like they're in that same sphere of. There's even if you're not in love with them, it's hard to really knock them for much. Well, Splendor, I could, but <laughs> <laughs> but it's like you know, no, exactly, yeah, it's not what they do. And they're good. Yes. <laughs> so everybody likes. I mean, them. Yeah. I talked about in the video. I do think this one, at least for me, was very good. Now, number yeah, two, I'd, though, I'd like to play it more. Yeah. Uh, I mean, this number two was not on either list, but 
uh, it would have been, and that's Sleeping Gods. Okay. You yeah. know, and it's got some number ones too, three as well. Um, I could count the number of viewers who put it on their list. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. 16 people <laughs> All right. versus, but like, it looks like tw- at least 20 for Cascadia. It's like, it's got a good lead. Okay. Okay. That's still pretty but strong. Okay. That is a much heavier game. Yeah. That is not nearly as much as the one I would fit into the category. How before. many games are on this list? Do you know? Are we going to read them all? I thought we just go down to 10 at least and see how long that takes. But okay, let's try that. You know, we're seeing the top 10 of the of the culmination because right. technically, if everyone had a unique list, John, <laughs> you know, <laughs> right. um, now, number three, neither of us really brought up. And that's Furnace. Hmm. Interesting. You know, I yeah, I, I liked Furnace. It has no number one, I will say that. Yeah, Furnace is is good, but it just I think it's I, honestly the theme is just so dry. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't I wouldn't it this shows it, you I, how superficial I, I, I am. I had fun with it, but like it didn't stick with me, I guess. Hey, we didn't play the Arcane Wonders version technically, so maybe it didn't they, look that different. Maybe it's a little flashier, I don't know. Maybe. Um <laughs> But it's it's an interesting pick. It's not one I would be like. It's not like a oh what. It's just I. I mean, thematically, once again, like I agree, and I like some of the flipping stuff. But I definitely feel it wouldn't. I probably want to go to the other top ten still that I put. We did. We didn't play that with more people though. Actually, did we? So I, I thought we I, did one three. Maybe I don't maybe know. we did a three. But I but that but I could see that being something that if if you had more time with it with a group. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So coming in at number four and not seven is Seven Wonders Architects. This oh. one was very middling, nothing higher than a five. And people were like, but I think this was just like Cascadia. You know, yeah, it's gonna a lot of people. A lot of people like, like that but very, it came out very late. Like it, you know, it was fun. Like I liked mm-hmm. it, but but it's Seven Wonders exists. <laughs> you know, it doesn't. Right. That's the that well. That's what in my mind for me. I think. I think we talked about it when we actually did the video for it. To me, Seven Wonders is a near is a fantastic drafting game that is complicated. When this was felt like uh, a bit, I don't want to say dumbed down, but um, simplified, streamlined. Yeah, and it had some fun things, and it's very pretty, and I love the trays. But you know, it, it, it's one of those things where it's like this is all right, but that one I'd probably. The regular one, I'd probably want to play more. To me, that could depending be, on depending on the group, depending on the group. That could be a case of it's a name recognition, so more people just played it, so it's more likely to show up on lists. Very true. Very true. Not that, that sounds like I'm being a little. <laughs> no, I I mean <laughs> there are shade cert- or something, but <laughs> yeah, it's it's not shade because something could still be good, but you know because it's a name attached to it, it's more likely to be seen. Yeah, I think that's just the nature of human psyche and stuff you know like two games could be equally good but if one of them has uh marvel in it you know it's probably going to be seen more i don't think that's in itself a bad thing because if the game was still bad it wouldn't have made the list (laughs) yeah yeah i think that's true all right uh moving on oh god Uh, another pick for me and that's uh, Terraforming Mars, Ares Expedition. Uh-huh, yeah. Also, doesn't, I, I, that doesn't surprise me. Yeah, yeah I, I don't I don't think we need to say. No number one, but um, a lot of eights. 
<laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> now, interesting. Th- this was interesting because I feel like one entire group of reviewers made made a, uh, this on the list, and that's Hadrian's Wall. It seems everyone in Tantrum House voted it number one. There, four people. I don't know how much. <laughs> that's but, that's interesting. <laughs> there, yeah. Is there? Oh no, sorry. There are five. Just one of them put it at number five. <laughs> I feel bad for that. That the person at number five. The rest are like, how could you put it that low? <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, it's interesting because there are like there are a lot of number ones, but four of them are from the same place. Huh. So. Right, so that really pushed it heavily up. <laughs> Interesting. Do you know how many different reviewers they actually looked at? Or you said six? Yeah, before. no, no, no. That was the list on the Sleeping Gods. Who there? The number of viewers they have here is a lot. Oh, okay. Like, and you can go there. They have links to each person's list. Okay. So you can go straight there. You know, they, they, they are. Um, I mean, most of the names I recognize, but yeah, they're making sure. Now, number seven is the first time I think we hit, we see one for you on the list. <laughs> you mean that was, wait, of the other ones you've said, none of them were on my list? <laughs> none of them have been on your list. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I'm special. Okay, what's number seven? Number seven is my number one in the C initiative. Okay. Uh, okay. okay. Myself and one other person, number one. Uh, about 50-50. Half, half are three or above, half are about five or below. But... That's, I can understand, but yeah, like I, I said, yeah, I feel like I didn't hear too many people talking about it, so I'm glad that it's up there somewhere. Uh, the next one is this is the one I think that I don't know if you thought about it, but we didn't talk about it. Is Destinies? I I mean I remembered it, but I didn't love it that game. Yeah, I'm not. It's yeah. just it was a, in terms of a big game that I know a lot. I saw a lot of people talk about. I know for me personally, I think it has a lot of fun aspects, but like I said, the one t- the fact. Like, Solo is probably better for this. And I like the idea of the competitive storytelling. Like, the first story did when we were neck and neck was fantastic. But, like, when you are when you keep failing. Yeah, D- Destinies yeah. is the exception that proves the rule that shows you that we aren't just literally just any game that has narrative and an app we're going to like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it, it had good stuff. It had good stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I liked a lot of the ideas there. Wasn't a but, contender for me. Yeah. No. Um, by the way, mix about middling as well. I'd say, you know, half above, half below, nothing. Uh, now we're starting to get the smaller, I think five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Yeah. Now we're only getting like 10 people who said these next ones. This one might've made, I don't think you played it, but the crude mission deep sea. I, yeah, that was, I didn't mention it in the video, but that is one I thought of. No, I didn't play it. And then we were going to maybe get a copy, but they were scared. It was hard. Yeah. Well, I mean, they talked about like literally things are hard and we were like, yeah, we get it. (laughs) But I did think that, you know, like we said, a lot of new editions of games that are, it's weird, isn't it? And also, um, what was my also? Uh, I don't remember what my also was, but I, oh, well, I might I might have put it on my list if I had played it just because I remember when the crew came out. I think so last year, I think. Oh, we wasn't it have like it also had a weird date thing? Yes, I did the opposite of what I decided this year. And I was like, oh, the crew technically was a 2019, I think. So I didn't put it on my 2020. But then uh, other every other outlet did. So I was like, oh, I kind of wish it was on there. So I almost would want to put Mission Deep Sea just to give the crew the recognition, but it's fine. It's not the end of the world. I mean, also, I didn't play it. So I've heard that the missions are 
I'm I don't know. I've heard I've heard they're different. I'm I'm wondering how different they really are because it is the same rules essentially. They just have a different set of goals, I think. Right. Uh, all right. So is that the top ten that they had? No, that was number nine. So yeah. number ten. Uh, you. I'm pretty sure you mentioned it, and I'm I'm happy you got here, and that's Cubitos. Yeah. Oh, yeah. fun, silly one. Just pushed out Ankh. You know, Ankh is one. Uh, actually, this was a question I was going to ask you. We didn't mention it on the show, but uh, I was going to ask if there was any, like, what your biggest disappointment was of the year. And for me, it was probably Ankh. <laughs> um, I, th- I mean, it was definitely. And I have to go through my head that it, it's, you know what? Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with you because Egyptian theme the gods and when we Eric start Lang. and i remember the comp- the combining thing when i read i'm like oh this is gonna be so cool like this cool giant merger and we start playing them like okay and then when the merger happened i i don't think i've ever seen such disappointment that didn't come from me <laughs> it was a real it really dragged down the game for us yeah 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 it was a bummer that was a bummer for sure uh any and uh, yeah I mean, uh, I'll just quickly go over the few here on the yeah. page without going over. Maglev Metro next, which I'm surprised. I thought that was going to be like, oh, I liked it. And I didn't because I never heard anyone else talk about. So Clover, I'm happy he's on here. Because like you said, mm-hmm. no one I know talked about it. <laughs> I didn't mm. hear anything. Uh, Descent, 14. Okay. So you're not alone. <laughs> and Role Player Adventures. I mean, we talked about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Merchant's Cove. I know I've seen some mm. people, but. You know, and then 10. Oh, you know, I got a copy of that. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) Um, So uh, then the mind or mind. Sorry. Mind management. Okay. (laughs) I should. I'm like, uh, I know that one's not new. Imperial steam. Oh, the uh, the level 99 one. The train. No, this is a CG. uh, Oh, it's how is it? Is it spelled? I M P. IMP, yeah. Oh, okay. Imperial, <laughs> not, not Imperial. <laughs> oh, I don't. Know. Southern Railways of Austria, mm, 1839 okay. to 1857. <laughs> okay. Uh, Messina, 1347. Okay. Land versus Sea. <laughs> and the Meadow. Is this genotype? Multi- these That's are multiple games? <laughs> yeah. I'm just quickly going through. I don't know any of these. Yeah. Super uh, Mega Lucky Box and okay. Red Rising. And that's. Okay. I think that gets it. interesting. So we're it, pretty unique. Oh I mean, yeah. Well, <laughs> more some more that was shared, but not that many. I definitely shared a lot of the top half. Um, but then I also had some really weird picks, and I'm not counting Digimon there. No, but I'm you sure. were. I'm actually. I guess I'm sort of shocked that. But me, I guess it was just that polarizing, maybe. But I, I would have thought Oath would have been. Uh, in there somewhere because that's such a big release and like root is so popular and people love it was like got a lot of hype you know and it's a big heavy game both i just searched because i went next page in case is coming at 31 uh the people who put on side game llc slash film dice tower mike board game quest andrew you and dice breaker map Uh, all I, the other I, well, ones on my list, I feel, I'm like, I pretty much get why they didn't make it. I Well, here's my one thing. And I'm but very, that, yes, that I definitely think me. polarizing. But I also wonder, because Oath is so weird in the sense that, like, with Sleeping Gods, first of all, I think a lot of people got it earlier. 
Yeah. That you know you have to play a lot. Oath, you don't think about it as a campaign. But like you said, you felt like you needed more games in your belt just to see the thing turns, and that could have raised or lowered it for you. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah, I don't know. Interesting. Uh, but the rest, I'm like, yeah, I know Cantaloupe, and a lot of those are more obscure <laughs> kind of games. So that's not too weird to me. Yeah, I mean, you can go check out this uh, this list yourself on Borgian Geek. It's it's interesting because, like I said, it's not the which one got the most ones as much as which ones made lists the most. Mm-hmm. What about Unfathomable? Was that anywhere? Uh, I think I saw that. I think I scrolled through really fast. Sorry. Uh, That's okay. So somewhere in the 20s yes. or something? Uh, 30. <laughs> okay. Right above. And then Di- Dinosaur Roll is right below Oath. So there's your... <laughs> expected sandwich was in the 30s <laughs> yeah yeah it's definitely interesting to see the the comparison but it's not like I no mean, one else there weren't a lot of games that were like oh that's not even close to like in that top 10 that i'm like what people like that why i don't understand or something like that it seems like everybody's more or less in the same wavelength <laughs> yeah i do think a lot of that is the case i mean Part of it is like we were talking about. There are games that I think just are more. It's like with Oscar and stuff, more like the crowd more pleasers, people. right? Yeah. And that's why I think when you watch reviewers, be it us or anyone else, I do think they're like uh, like you said, Jonathan. You're ten through five, at least or whatever. Yeah. Or like you liked them, not this, and you can take it. But that could be that makes sense. When a lot of people, you're going to see their weirder ones like five through four, one, which might be like, this really hits me, you know? Right, right. I know no one else is going to put this on the list, but for me, like, like Cantaloupe, you know, for you, this this captures, it's like nostalgia, but it's not like pandering to it. It, it, it. It's just, it captures everything you want. So it might not be on this list, but you can see why, and as obviously you can see on my list too, I agree with you, why that's still an amazing pick. I would also venture a guess that probably the majority of these other reviewers didn't play Cantaloupe. <laughs> and I'm thinking maybe Final Girl, like same thing. Maybe a lot of these solo games you don't really see as much. I would love to see a list of which games everyone actually played to be like, did you not like the games I played? Or we just have a totally different subset that we're looking at. You know, I, I was just curious, Jonathan. I went to because he had a link to uh, last year. And I just wanted to quickly scroll through the first page, see Cantaloupe's there, just to be like, you know. <laughs> uh, but I'm not seeing it, and I'm not willing to dig in. I did. I went back to um, I was I went back to our an old, old Patreon podcasts today. I was I was looking at last year's. I wanted to see if we made it. If we talked about any uh, New Year's resolutions, we didn't in last year's New Year's episode. But there was because the year didn't end. This is just one long continuous <laughs> year. But there was a section, a discussion of Cantaloupe in our December thirtieth or thirty first episode, and I was like, "Oh no, what is this?" But it was just me saying, "This game looks cool. I want to try it." <laughs> it wasn't, it wasn't out yet. Look, man, look, Jonathan. It's like this with Digimon Card Game. The official release for us was this year. <laughs> And we're sticking with it because we like it. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, all our games are added on that uh, Critical Hits page now. You can see them in all their glory. All our all our beautiful seal games. We had 18 games between us this year, which was kind of cool because we. Very had- odd. Yeah. I mean, I think you said in the video, but usually I feel like we match more. 
Like, Actually, yeah, I'm going to look if I uh, last year was is hard to tell because we added a bunch of old games. But if I look at 2019, there are 14 games in 2019 between the two of us, 13 in 2018, uh, ten, only 10 in 2017. So, yeah, like so we, we share we usually share at least four or five. Yeah. No, this one, I think it was two. Yeah, two and three if you count your honorable mention. So right, pretty yeah. Like I think that's the most different our lists have ever been, which is surprising to me. It's surprising, but I, I want to say this: I, for the most part, like all your things on your list are still, I think, great picks. It's not like I hated everything you did. Like I, yeah. I picture perfect. Just I, I don't know. Like for example, for me, that one didn't register because we played it once and stuff but like thinking about what you said i'm like yeah that was pretty fun and silly you know and the taking a picture is weird yeah the only i only say as an example but like i mean i didn't love probably like it would be super mega lucky box and dinosaur you know your 10 and 9 are the ones i know i I hated them either so no and honestly i'm really happy you said First of all, they said Bristol, like, like because it was my honor ball. It's like of all the games I want to honor and didn't make the list. And also Red Rising. I don't know why. I just I want, really want to play. With the, what's the other game it was based off of? Oh, um, not technically based off, but it's people. Yeah, you know, compared I mean, to inspired or yeah, what's it called? It's like it's the magic one. It's, yeah. it's like sorcery. I really something. want to play that because I do really think that hand management system is really clever and fun and colorful and. In no way, like, and this is, I think when a game does this well, like that where you feel like you lose out a lot for not knowing the theme, it doesn't feel like that. Yeah. Which is to me very impressive. I know you said, you don't. it doesn't give the theme enough then, but still for something that it's, you can play around. It doesn't feel like a very boring. It was still a great pick and just, I'm glad I made the list. Yeah. It's a good, it's a good selection of games. Oh, and I guess. Also, I guess r- really the only one I really disagree with you on is Terraforming yeah. Mars. That's that's really the only one that I'm like, I actually kind of don't like that game. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to argue with you there. I just, mechanically, I just had a lot of fun playing in that and the solo and stuff. Yeah, clearly, I'm, it stuck with me. I, I think, I've you know, I've seen some people on both sides, but I think most people are in your camp. Most people really like it, so. They can, but I do think for for like there's a reason why i didn't make it as high is i think your your many of your problems because i'm saying that mostly just because i can't remember the entire bullet list are, are are valid you know we shouldn't we should hold companies to standards like you made a fantastic mechanical game i shouldn't have to feel like my game's falling apart after two plays right <laughs> Yeah, and that's exaggerating a little bit. At least I say a little bit, but Jonathan might say that's exact. <laughs> all right, all right. So that there you have it. That's our. We'll put a link so if you haven't already been looking at it, you can see exactly where all the other reviewers fell, including us. So go check that out. Uh, all right, we got a lot of things before the year ends. We gotta we gotta get in some other stuff we've been talking about in supplements. Supplements. Boom. What you been doing? What you been up to, my boy? I'll in Lay terms of <laughs> in terms of watching stuff, I've actually finished the Witcher season two. Uh I will start with there. Yeah. I'm so- very I'm 
I'm really curious. Sorry. Well, I was just going to start off by saying, if I recall, so I watched the first two episodes of The Witcher. I didn't get into it. I didn't go back to it. But I believe you, by the end of the series season, had were pretty much enjoying the show. I mean, you must have been enjoying it enough if you watched season two. I did enjoy it. The thing that bothered me a lot in season one was the way they jumped between characters and that they all weren't on the same timeline. Right, right. And But the season one ends in the way that they can't do that anymore. Everything's collided. And that makes the second season much better. You're, you're only jumping between Geralt and Ciri, who are pretty much their stories are entwined now. So it doesn't have to really jump between the two of them too much. Like they're separated. And uh, Yennefer. Uh, so there's much less confusion there and much bigger. They're given more showtime, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so that one, I, I feel like that helps it a lot. And I did enjoy it for the most part. I do tend to like Gerald and Siri's story better just because I like the witchers and monsters and really her story is more about the mystery of Siri while Yennefer's is much more the politics, mm. but they're all entangled and come together. The one thing I'm really curious about in myself, and I don't, this is, I don't think I could answer it. You know, I talked a while back about Cowboy Bebop and I wasn't as receptive to it. And then it got canceled a week later. <laughs> they heard me and they're like, you got it. If Will doesn't like it. Um, but the Witcher, you know, I really had no experience with. I played like the first part of the first game, not really. So these are the characters in my head. So I wonder whether I'd be as enjoying it as much, you know, if I had played the games. Hmm. And I wonder if you play the games now, what you'd think. I, I do know it because I watched the show first. So when I really, when I played as Geralt and stuff, my his voice sounds so weird. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't, uh, he doesn't do it in the show. Hey, it's me. Where, <laughs> where should I go? Well, I did read one thing later that this does. Um, I didn't read this. It's more back based with one. on the book, isn't it? Supposedly, it, it, they are based, but they do split off, and that has made some people annoyed. Like, like I don't think in the show in the credits it doesn't say like CD Project Red. Like it's based on the book. Officially. Yes, but from what I read, they. Like the half Yennefer's story in season one, most of it's not in the books. Like they don't mm. go over her past. Mm. Also, it seems that Yennefer is a, a a quote unquote better parent to Siri. Like in the books, what I read, like Geralt is is understandably not a very good father, and not in the like being mean, which doesn't know how to parent. When this, he's he's a very good father figure. Or I would say, given the circumstances. Hmm. So there's weird changes like that. But once again, I haven't read or played the games. So to me, I'm like, oh, he's being nice. <laughs> do you also? Do you, yeah. Um, supposedly, this may or may not be a myth in the world, and I'm just misunderstanding it, that witchers show no emotions. Like the whole thing turns them emotionless monsters. Hmm. In terms of emotional understanding, and like, I guess emotional intelligence would be the word and just sympathy and understanding each other's feelings. No one in the show shows that more than all the witchers. They are also <laughs> understanding to each other. Like if someone's like, 
hurt because of a death of a friend. They're like, we understand how you feel or this, or like someone teases someone and they're like, look, we're sorry. It's just like you, you make them such good guys. <laughs> like, I understand that idea may be misunderstood, but man, they like, yeah, like they have therapy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't in, in the games. I always, I always say compared them to basically like the Jedi, the witchers are like Jedi. I, uh, I will say, because I've been, some friends setting me up for the Witcher RPG that they that's why like why shouldn't everyone play a Witcher well it's like Jedi there shouldn't be 10 Witchers running around <laughs> mm, yeah yeah uh, which you know if you compare something to Star Wars that makes me like it uh, so yeah do you, do you think is it worth it for me to go back and watch more of this show <laughs> uh, or, or even even just for you like did season two was it significantly better or about the same? Uh, I, I would say it was better. I significantly, I don't know. Significant. I definitely say it was better. Like it wasn't like a night and day thing. It sort of is just because you're not jumping around so much. And also, um, you know, <laughs> I'm thinking in my head, I don't know. I think you honestly, just the way they talk to each other. You might not need to watch season one. You could probably start on two. <laughs> yeah, that's probably true. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I, I didn't, like, I was, I was fine with the first couple episodes, but I just didn't, it didn't hook me. Yeah, and uh, the one thing is, I feel like, especially in this day and age. There's so much. There's so much. So there's it's like, much. if you didn't hook it, <laughs> you know. Yeah, there, there's you're definitely. You're fine, you're not. If the if this show came out and, five years ago, I would have watched it all. Right, and also <laughs> I'm I'm not a fan of like you need to watch this for the water cooler talk. I'm like watch it, watch whatever. If you're watching a show from the the 90s or even earlier, whatever, just watch what you want to watch. <laughs> yeah, more power to you. All right, so that's The Witcher season two. I guess it's uh, has it been confirmed for more seasons? I think I think so. Mostly just because my news feed. Because Google says, like, oh, you watched The Witcher. It's like, news on season three. Who's in it? I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> also, I'm pretty sure last year, both of us were like, oh, we gotta, we're got we going to play The Witcher this year. Witcher 3, you know, we're going to play it. <laughs> Neither of us played it. <laughs> yeah, that's because there's so much. And also, I'm like, part of me is like, you know, it's part of me is in my head like you got to go one through one and two first but, well that's my problem you know but and, but then I'm like <laughs> I started one I didn't I wasn't in love with the mechanics I got and now like everyone talks about three you should like, play yeah. three just to see what a good CD project red game is after right. well, everyone talks about three so I'm like why don't I just play three I'm sure like, oh yeah you I can totally start, just play I, I started Mass Effect 2 and it probably and that I didn't feel mm. too left out mm. I don't know about but. that. <laughs> All right. So Witcher Season 2, it's available now on uh, Netflix. Yep. The other thing I watched was The Matrix Resurrections. This is the fourth Matrix movie. Uh, Jonathan, did you see this movie? I did. I, I went out and saw this movie in theaters because All I, right. am, I am a huge You're a good boy. Matrix fan. I mean, I... I love the original Matrix. I also love Matrix Reloaded. I don't love the Matrix Revolutions, but uh, I'm just, just for my own. I have to just yeah. remember that that is two is Reloaded. Yes, I went okay. in or in chronological order. <laughs> um, but and I love the Animatrix, of course, and I love the oh, Wachowskis. Yeah. I think that 
I, I, I didn't all their know, stuff. like, I, I knew, all their stuff. I never, <laughs> I looked it up afterwards. I did not know that they both were trans. I knew one was, and then one said the sisters. That's like, true. Although, th- although this one is just directed just by Lana, which has correct. Yes. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. um, so why don't you start then? Since you're much better when it comes to. Well, is that, I'm curious, is it the same for you? Your what's your matrix? You love the matrix. You hate the matrix. What's your, <laughs> I was, I mean, I really enjoyed the, the matrix series. I I mean, I think three, I wasn't as hot on, like you said, uh, but they're almost combined. I mean, the animatrix is, I just love the way they did that. And yeah. So like, Oh, I think it also came out during the age for us. That it's such a milestone in oh, our yeah. growth period. It's hard not oh, to be for it to have affected us. Someone said something Little, the other day you know, oh. that made me very upset. <laughs> that the time between the Matrix Resurrections and the first Matrix movie is the same amount of time as there was between the Phantom Menace and the first Star Wars movie. <laughs> Is that the time you need to wait for a reboot like, now? It's just, it's so depressing to me how old I am that <laughs> the ma- the fir- Matrix, it, to, in my mind, the Matrix is still like cutting edge. <laughs> but now I'm picturing like what I thought of the original Star Wars when I was 10 or whatever, you know, it was like, oh yeah, like I loved it, but it was like an old classic. <laughs> well, that's, uh, I guess that's actually a, well, I want to go back to that line. Maybe later on, depending on how you where you say the the matrix is cutting yeah. edge. Yeah. Well, but, so I, yeah, I wasn't I wasn't I, I've watched. I'll just say this. I'm going to talk about my top ten movies later. I watched a lot of movies this year. <laughs> I mean, so the, the, should the we past, say spoilers? The matrix. No, is no, no, or is no, 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 <laughs> no, no spoilers. At least not yet. Maybe if we need to, but no spoilers right now. But uh, I I wasn't planning on really diving into this movie too much because just because I watched so many movies, like I couldn't. If I there's too many for me to talk about, um, so I wasn't fully prepared for this, but I will tell you my reaction to the Matrix Resurrections. Um, I really loved the love the approach of this movie, and I think and for the first hour or so, I was very much on board. I was very interested to see uh, where it was headed. I it does it does very some very different things from the original um, movies it's a very different kind of tone uh and different style uh ultimately i think that my big my big issue with this movie is i think there's two clashing um two clashing tones i guess i think two things they wanted to accomplish and one was a meta commentary on the matrix in real life in our world. <laughs> and the other was a, an actual proper sequel to the story of the matrix in the matrix universe. And I think I kind of wish they had just gone in one direction or the other. There's some disappointing things, especially in terms of um, there's a couple of actors who are not present, who I think are essential to the success of those movies and the action scenes are very, very, I mean, not they don't even come close to the action in the other movies. Uh, yeah, I agree with a lot of, of things you said. And I, more of like the later half of the things you said. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> I was not as You, you weren't on board it. for any part of it. <laughs> um, some of it. 
I just I just feel like you're a bit more positive than I how I feel. About I am it, I definitely. Guess. I mean, here's I, where I, I I'll yeah. just say where I where I land on it. I am definitely more positive on it. I I actually really want to watch it again. I came out of it feeling like very disappointed in some respects, but there's part of me that thinks just like years later, a lot of people went back to the matrix sequels and re-examined them. And when they didn't like them at first, I think this movie might have more going forward under the surface than you might get at first watch. And I, but I don't want to say much more than that without spoiling things. Yeah, no, I understand. And I definitely, I remember when I came out, cause I saw it with some other people after when it ended. And I remember, did you see it in theaters too? No, I saw it on oh, okay. uh, TV finish, but the t- the first thing there is there is one actor I remember saying like I really like it, and, and they were like, yeah, but the person who was playing is fine. That I was her. I'm trying not to spoil who's missing. Well, uh, yeah, May- I mean, I mean, yeah, this is. I I think we can. I think I, we can say. Okay. I'm, I'm just gonna say. <laughs> Go ahead, say. It's, so minor spoilers: Hugo Weaving and uh, Lawrence Fishburne are not in this movie yes one of them to me who i uh, i i mean look i love keanu reeves but those are by far they were the most charismatic best performances and i think best characters in the original movie so i think it's a huge loss to not have them no that's that's how i felt like and they're like well he didn't the people i think he did decently well with them i'm like yeah but to me, I, I I just like Lawrence Fishburne in general. I just think he's so fun whenever he's on screen. I just always happy to see him. But Hugo, I was just is just such a like he's, he's he, the best. He's the he's best commanding presence. I just feel Agent like the Smith. other I couldn't live. Agent Smith could not live up to the real uh, quote unquote real Agent Smith. Yeah, there's you know? we won't there's, get into it, but there's a lot yeah. of weird. Uh, I know there's weird and they explain, but yeah, I agree with you. Like those were very disappointing and nothing against, you. like you said, Kiana and Kara. It's just, you know, yeah, they're not other people like, uh, appear here and there. The other thing to me, I, I agree with the premise. I agree with you with the first hour. The idea was clever, but I remember I actually looked at my watch (laughs) <laughs> because like, I've, like oh, not my watch my phone sorry because it's like a message or something and realized when we hit the one hour mark that the first hour really to me a lot of it while the idea was there so much of it is i need to explain why this sequel needs to exist yeah right and instead of it being the focusing on like i said i think if i watch it and looking for those interesting parts there were some ideas but so much of it gets just covered with why do we need another movie? <laughs> yeah, that's what it felt like. I think for me, the part of the issue is that that part is so drawn out. And by the time you get to what feels like, oh, the plot really kicks off. Right. It's like then it's kind of rushed almost. No, that's yeah, I that's how I felt about it. It's just like so long for something that I do not think needed to be at least. I feel they could have explained away why we need a, you know, this movie in 15 minutes. I don't think you need that much. Time. And I mean, I think there's a, the argument maybe that again, I I won't get into it because of spoilers, but is that that's sort of so much of this movie is a, is just a meta talking about the movie. <laughs> yeah. No, so much so they, the, throughout the movie, there are clips 
from previous movies. I yeah. would want to know how short this movie is if you take out those cuts. <laughs> like, it is wow. And what annoyed me, though, is then they bring up some very interesting premises involving what's happening outside the Matrix. But that doesn't get explained or talked about as much. I'm like, I want to hear more about that. There's you definitely, sort of just say, this yeah. happened. There I'm are like, some good ideas. Good. There's also a lot of things that, if you think about them, make no sense. Yeah, but I, I, it's um, like I, I, I'm willing to disbelieve a lot, or not disbelieve is the right word. Suspend your disbelief. Suspend yeah. my disbelief a lot of times for something that has a fun world. You know, I feel like it's very hard to watch anything fantasy otherwise, you know? You'd be like, yeah. you can't make dinosaurs this way. But it's again, it's hard because we're t- we're stacking it up to The Matrix, which is one of the... I mean, sure, there's things that you could argue like don't make sense, but generally speaking, it's a very tightly scripted... It's, yeah. it's one of the no. best movies ever made. Yeah, so no, and it's hard. This, and that was the other thing to me with... like Some of the combat was cool, but I never felt like... While the Matrix did such weird, crazy stuff, this didn't. This did not feel pushing the envelope there. Not, not at all. Not even close. Even uh, you know, Reloaded, which is like a step down from the original, has action sequences that are, I think, are incredible. This, yes. this is like they almost weren't even trying to do that. <laughs> I mean, I think I, I I really am curious about the history of this movie because I almost feel I think oh, on yeah. some levels, I, I think what happened if what I know from the behind the scenes is I that know nothing to at least to some extent, Warner Brothers was going to make this movie with or without a Wachowski. So this I I think I wonder why there's only one. I think because only one of them agreed to do it. And the other one said, I won't I don't want any part of I'm moving on. And I think the other one, in some ways, this is their response to almost saying you you could go really deep with it if you really wanted to and say they made a movie that is flawed on purpose, (laughs) almost as like, oh, you want your sequel? Well, how about this? I'm just going to make a movie that talks about why sequels aren't good. (laughs) You know Uh, what? If that was uh, the director's motive, yeah, you know, props to them because, (laughs) like, honestly. I mean, look, for example, the Star Wars movies, I know, like, you could argue about whether their story's done or not, but the world continues, and I think you could, and I agree, I know mo- most people disagree, like, how the uh, the trilogy turned out to be, but to me, Neo was done. Like, I felt like Matrix 3 put a very, closed the book very well, even if the movie was, like, in terms of what would happen. Yeah. Which is why I think they need to spend so much doing <laughs> explaining away, but yeah, it's, it's weird. There's some weird stuff in it, but yeah, I am for me, it's in a, it's in a gray area of like, I don't know how I feel about this yet. <laughs> oh, uh bonus thing. I do know about it uh, as a recording for during the time of this recording. I don't know now it is the, uh, it was the most pirated movie this week significantly. <laughs> huh? That's kind of ironic, I guess. <laughs> movie by computer hackers. Uh, did you see the uh, post credit scene? Uh, which I, now I'm trying to, I, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure we saw a post credit scene. It has to do with cats. <laughs> no, I don't remember a post no. credit scene with cats. No, you better go back and watch it then. I, I do now. I thought, I remember seeing a post credit scene involving like them. I thought it was like some of the people in the beginning of the movie, t- like 
making some joke talking. Yeah. Oh wait, is yeah. it? Yes. <laughs> yeah, I was literally no, I was literally thinking of a cat. Yeah, yeah, that's why. That's the discussion. All yes, right. Anyway, uh, yeah, the Matrix Resurrections. So yeah, 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 yeah. Well, yeah, it's a it's an interesting movie. <laughs> it had a lot to live up to. It was a, it was a tough one. Uh, so like I said, I watched a lot of movies uh, this year, including the Matrix Resurrections. Most of the movies I watched were in the past month or so. I really crammed a lot in there. I've seen so many movies lately. I don't even remember sometimes what a movie is. <laughs> what does it mean to like a movie? Uh, and I have compiled painstakingly difficult list to narrow down a list of my top 10 favorite movies that I watched in 2021, which that's I, right. Everyone, you know, we did put out our top 10 board games. That's that's subpar. This is what you really <laughs> come to roll for crit for. This is the real stuff right here. First thing I'll just say general trend of 2021 movies are too long. <laughs> Every movie that I had to watch, they're all two and a half hours long. All of them. Everything is two and a half hours long. Why? There's, why can't anyone make a 90 minute movie anymore? It's upsetting to me. Uh, that's all. That's my soapbox. Make movies shorter, please. It's, you can edit, you can cut. Just please try. But everyone wants to be able to tell their story the way they want to and have everything <laughs> on there. And the problem is like, all of my favorite movies are that. So it's like, well, yeah, when they're good, I want them to be long, but just really do they all need to be that long? It's exhausting. Okay. So anyway, uh, that said, I also, I have um, one, I have two special categories that I wanted to mention <laughs> that aren't in my top 10. The first one is my brain doesn't know how to categorize these movies yet. And one of them is the Matrix Resurrections so for all the reasons that we already said. Uh, the other one is Dune. Uh, Dune, a movie I really liked, but I am really waiting to see part two. I'm not yeah, sure how it's going to wrap that up. You know what? I agree with you. I It really does feel incomplete to me, almost. Yes. like It feels like it's the kind of movie you should binge with all the others. Yes. Or it's in, so I so. haven't. Yeah, I have I haven't processed it, so it's yeah, it's not on my list. Uh, my other bonus award is technically not a movie, but deserves recognition, and that is inside the Bo Burnham special that was released on Netflix earlier this year when everyone was still in lockdown and everything. Uh, which is just, I think, maybe the most important, best thing of media that came out all year. It's just technically not a movie, but it really kind of feels like one. <laughs> so. That's my bonus award that everybody should check out if you haven't seen it already. All right. Now my top 10 films. Here we go. Very exciting. It's the countdown. My number 10. I'm telling you, it's so hard to come up with to really narrow down these lists. It's really hard. But my number 10, uh, I put Luca, the Pixar film about a boy who is a fish person boy in Italy and has uh, adventures and bike races. We talked about it on the show. Both of us had seen this one. This is maybe the only movie on my list that actually is 90 minutes. And <laughs> actually might be longer. I don't remember. Uh, but I, I've talked about it before, but I love it because it's just a, it's a low key, low stakes slice of life movie. Reminds me of Miyazaki it's relaxing. It's it's moving. It's sweet. It's heartfelt. It's beautiful. Not to movie. be confused with Loki. That's also on Disney Plus. Yes, but yes. I mean, <laughs> this is one of the ones I have seen, and I agree. It was a more of a a, a return 
to normal or not normal, but uh, I think to what we would expect from Pixar, you know, something more unique, not just a yeah. sequel. Yeah, I think and this and uh, very touching story. This and Soul from last year, I feel like Pixar is like back in my good graces now. <laughs> I, you know, I would agree with that. The same, both of them, I think, did not be like even like some of the good sequel movies or some things recently were like that was good um though i really did love coco but yeah, coco's good definitely and, and onward not not bad mm-hmm. but like soul i just like i mean i told you i couldn't even tell you how it felt, like it felt so interesting to me the idea and then this well i could say like i really like a lot because there's definitely that whole just the idea of the outside in being close to someone that was a different in- pixar movie <laughs> Um, but you, yes, I just, it it hits all the right notes for me. And I think it did for a lot of other people too, which makes it even better. So, so far you've actually seen most of the movies that I've mentioned. And that's the only one. (laughs) um, (laughs) It it stops now. (laughs) All right. Next, uh, next one on my list. So number nine is a movie called Titan. This is a French movie. Uh, Titan, I believe translates to titanium. Uh, and it's about a, young girl who was in a car accident and she gets a titanium metal plate put in her head uh surgically as a result of that accident and she starts headbutting people that's right so it's all about headbutting no uh and that's like what i just said is the premise sort it's well i mean it's the kickoff to the movie but it has nothing really to do with the overall plot of the movie which is bonkers this is a very strange weird movie that goes in a lot of different places i'm not going to spoil any of it here but it also has at the core of it this really grounded heartfelt dramatic story about loss and parenting and grief but then at the same time it's an insane like body horror upsetting <laughs> grotesque oh, film no. oh, on top no. of it um it's very weird it goes places you will not expect it to go but i i mean i couldn't take my eyes off the screen uh the this is again a french director her first this is her second movie her last one was a movie called raw which is on netflix which is i think more disgusting than this one but this one is weirder maybe <laughs> but um anyway I loved it. This, this director has a great handle on. She knows exactly how to make me put my face in my behind my hands and go no 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 oh no 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 oh my god no no no. <laughs> and I'm into that. <laughs> if you can if you can elicit that emotion in me that uh, successfully and that intentionally, I support it. So that's Titan. All right. Uh, my number eight is Licorice Pizza. Licorice Pizza is the new Paul Thomas Anderson movie. The guy who did uh, There Will Be Blood and The Master, all these great films. Well, he's one of my favorite directors of all time. Uh, Licorice Pizza is more like, uh, is sort of closest, I would say, to his movie Boogie Nights. It's much, it almost honestly is in the vein of like Dazed and Confused. It's kind of just like a fun 70s hangout movie about these two kids hanging out in the seventies and uh, sort of uh, maybe falling in love, getting to know each other, be taking up part in weird schemes and things and just kind of hanging out and having laughs uh, sort of like Luca. This is one that's just, I like it because there's not a, 
an antagonist and a, a villain that you've got to overcome. And there's not the third act where everything goes wrong. It's, it's just kind of, you're just hanging out with these people getting to know them. It's funny. It's charming. And the main uh, actor is Philip Seymour Hoffman's son. And he does an, an excellent job. And as you know, I love Philip Seymour Hoffman and Philip Seymour Hoffman, I think did some of his best work with Paul Thomas Anderson. So it's really cool to see his son in this part it's kind of nice uh and also haim haim i don't know how you i don't know how you say their names <laughs> the band. don't ask me you know that that's like the worst person you can go to <laughs> the band haim <laughs> sorry h-a-i-m uh but the lead all, all of the sisters of the band haim are in this movie. I'm sorry, just the way you, how you say it different. It's almost as if you're adding it later. <laughs> your yeah. It's gonna be uh it's gonna be in the in there later on. I gotta because I, I want to say it haim, but I know that's wrong. I know that's wrong. Let's hold on. I'm Haim? Haim? I'm watching it's Hebrew, so you'd think I maybe I would know, but I don't. All right, anyway, that's licorice pizza. Uh it's not like Paul Thomas Anderson's best, but I, I like that. I like that he takes a break sometimes and does a movie that's not just harrowing and dark and dramatic. It's nice that he also can make like, eh, this one's just kind of light and kind of fun. Uh, the next movie, number number seven, is a movie called Red Rocket. <laughs> now, this movie is from also the same director who did the Florida Project a couple years ago. Uh it's about a guy who is forced to move back to his town of Texas with his ex-wife and he's from Hollywood. He is an adult film actor and he's scheming, wheeling and dealing and he's kind of a bad person and he does bad things. <laughs> now, are you laughing in terms of bad things like, funny or is it this well i'm laughing because i'm like trying not to give too much away about what happens but you know with me probably all the things i don't want to give away are in the trailer but <laughs> um i mean even honestly even the fact that he's an adult film actor is like well you could watch it and not know that and there's something kind of fun about that reveal but i think that's the premise of the movie I, i'm going more is it more like He's doing bad things, but is this more humorous or more this serious? This is a humorous movie. Uh, it's definitely not as like the Florida Project is kind of a dour, <laughs> a depressing movie. Yeah, this movie is a little bit like, oh, you don't realize how depressing it is until like later on, because <laughs> um, it, it's interesting because it kind of reflects this character, uh, who, who's the main character, who is very charming and charismatic and funny but he's also just like a bad dude. Uh, definitely. I think not subtly. The movie is trying to compare him a little bit to Donald Trump. Uh, and it's, it's, Whoa, 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 Whoa. That is completely unfair. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know he's not likable at all, but it is that kind of thing where it's like, Oh, he's a, you know, he's a, he's a charmer. He's a schemer and he gets people to do what he wants. Uh, but it's, it's an entertaining ride. It's kind of like watching a train wreck <laughs> in slow motion as it happens, but it's actually a fun movie. I've seen it. I've seen it compared a little bit. And I think it's apt to Wolf of Wall Street. It's sort of like that. It's like this, this guy who's, he's doing his thing and you're sort of, you can't, you're kind of rooting for him because you know, you can't help it. Like movies make you root for people, but you're also like, this guy doesn't deserve anything. <laughs> Do I want him to succeed? He's kind of not good. So interesting movie. 
that's red rocket uh my number six is come on come on come on come on is stars joaquin phoenix who i think is one of the best actors there is it is shot entirely in black and white and it's about a guy who's like a radio uh host and he has to take care of his nephew for a while um his kind of estranged sister's kid who's like 10 or 12 years old in the movie and it's just a movie about them bonding basically over the course of this period of time uh getting to know each other while he's working and it's all about parenting although it's an uncle and a nephew it's not a dad and a son it's it's about what is it how hard it is to raise kids and this is another kind of another theme on my list of movies that are just sort of uh just you kind of get to sit back and just live with these people for a while uh a slice of life i i guess probably is the right way to say it and this is uh it's a very sweet movie it it is funny it's it's not um depressing <laughs> it's it, it can be it's emotional and it's moving but uh i i think it's a a sweet important powerful movie about about kids Although it did probably make me say, you know what? I don't really need to have any kids. Uncle is good. <laughs> I'll, I'll be an <laughs> uncle. That's It seems too hard <laughs> to be a parent. Uh, now my number five, and here's the, here's the dramatic outlier maybe on this list. Uh, number five, I put The Suicide Squad. The James Gunn new Suicide Squad movie that came out this summer. I loved this movie. I did talk about this one on the show. I think it's one of the best comic book superhero movies ever made. Mm. I think it has great action. It's funny. It's cynical, but it's also by the end has sweetness sprinkled in. So it's not just cynical. It, yeah, it, it is like about people coming together from very, I mean, it's basically the exact same, uh, moral as guardians of the galaxy honestly of like <laughs> hey if, even if you're a bad guy you can kind of do something good uh but i wouldn't have it any other way i i i'm it's so sad to me that this movie didn't do that well at the box office but part of that you know pandemic hbo max who knows what but it, it deserves way better especially considering the first suicide squad which is terrible was very successful <laughs> and this movie which was great wasn't i think that's a shame uh, but yeah, the Suicide Squad. I I, I love it. That's probably the most mainstream. Uh, not necessarily. It's one of the biggest blockbuster movies on my list. Um. All right, number four. Another movie I talked about in the show, Annette. This is the musical uh, with music by the band Sparks. That oh yeah um, has a puppet baby in it. <laughs> um a, one of the weirdest movies on my list maybe the weirdest which is saying a lot because Titan was also on my list and that movie is really weird <laughs> this movie might be even weirder uh it, it's a very this is this is probably the, of all the movies on my list the one maybe this and Titan are the ones that i wouldn't be like recommend everyone go watch because <laughs> they're just very specific and weird and they you, you there's a good chance you watch them and you're like no this is not for me at all or you might watch Annette and think it's a comedy or you might think it's a tragedy because it's kind of both the music is really good even though it's not like super poppy or catchy it's it's strange it's haunting it's sad it's a weird deep sad movie adam driver's great in it um, i've been i'm into sparks now i'm a sparks head so 
uh, Annette is my number four. Uh, number three, I put The Last Duel, another Adam Driver film. The Last Duel is the, actually, it's not the newest because I think House of Gucci came out after, but it's one of the newest Ridley, Ridley Scott movies. About it's a medieval period piece. Okay, then I, I was like, I think this sounds familiar. Yeah, Adam Driver and uh, Matt Damon are like rival soldiers in the medieval times. And I had kind of honestly written off Ridley Scott at this point. Some of his movies, like most of his yeah, movies. Yeah, I, I, he has he has disappointed me as of late. Yeah, he has. I mean, even though I actually like Prometheus, but he's had a lot of things that are Oh, yeah, not... no, Prometheus, it's... Uh, uh, I'm not going on that. We're not here to talk about <laughs> We're that. We're not here to talk about that. But uh, but this movie I, is I, by far the best movie he's made in a long time to me. Uh, That's good to hear. It sounds like we're getting a lot of redemption this year. Redemption. There's a big redemption arc happening. It's a fascinating story of, you know, I think it's hard medieval movies sometimes to make them entertaining because, you know, like, uh, also this movie made me think about how hard it would have been to live in these times because it's like, there's nothing to do. (laughs) There's nothing to do at all. Even if you're like rich, you maybe you have, you maybe you can afford like 12 books. Uh, and then it's like, oh, you can get drunk, you can make babies, or you can work, or you can die. <laughs> like, there's oh, you kidding me? We're doing all of them, man. <laughs> maybe at can, the same time. Maybe there's like there's like jousting or whatever, which you probably will die anyway. This movie is about the last duel because it's uh, it's it's like the last jousting duel supposedly before that was outlawed. And that's it's based on a true story. I'm not sure how much of it is totally true. It's also I was surprised. It's like stealthily a remake of another very classic pivotal film that I won't reveal here. (laughs) I won't give it away. What which film that is? Hold on. Hold on. Let me guess. Ghostbusters. It's not that one. It's it's (sighs) believe it or not. It's more pivotal than that. I thought that was fascinating. It's a really great, well-told story. Uh, the more you watch it, it reveals more stuff to you. It's, it's. I, w- I was surprised by it. I was really surprised that, by how much I liked it. Uh, all right. Now, number two, this is a movie called The Empty Man. And uh, some people will argue that this movie came out in the year 2020. <laughs> so we have another one of those. What is with, I feel, I mean, we make lists all the time. Why does this year to me feel like that's come up so much? We're like, this counts. Well, this counts. He, here's the, here's the truth. This movie was technically released in theaters in the United States in October of last year. However, at that time, I was not going to movie theaters. In fact, I don't know which ones near us were even open. So as far as I'm concerned, I was not able to watch this movie until it was released digitally in 2021. And I believe it's deserving of credit, and I don't want to not talk about it. So... I'm I'm including it here, and also you know what? Yeah, no, I completely understand that. And like I said, like you might you might say like, oh, it's the only time I could have watched it, like digitally. No, mm-hmm. you literally might not have been able to watch it because everything was closed around us. Yeah, right. You know, this this is not some weird special circumstances. <laughs> yes, I think significant special circumstances. So the empty man is kind of a horror movie. Uh, it's also kind of a like a like a uh, a narrow mystery, like a procedural police mystery. Reminds me a lot of Zodiac, uh, the David Fincher movie. 
it's also, I think, maybe the best, certainly one of the best Lovecraftian movies. All right. You is. know, by saying that, I need to now ask. Yes. Would I, do you think I'd like this? I do think you would like it. I do think you would like this movie. I think you should watch it. Well, then I has to follow up. Where did you watch it? You said you watched it digitally. It is on HBO Max. Perfect. That's all I need to know. <laughs> uh, and so, but what I will say to clarify, this is not Lovecraftian in like Lovecraft country. It's not, oh, there's a tentacle monster and well, cultists know, and hoods. Yes, no, I know what you. <laughs> yeah, I, but to yeah, clarify. There is, there's, there's obvious Lovecraftian and there's nothing wrong with it, but it's the, it's the crutch we usually use. This, and then there's the, yeah. the what, what the ideas are meant to represent. One of the reasons why I like Lovecraft because I feel like we haven't dug through that mine nearly enough. Yeah, yeah. This is the actual like fear, paranoia, dread, cosmic horror kind of. I think something so much bigger than yourself. Yes, and. It's a shame it did not do well at the box office. People didn't really find it because I think it was marketed as the premise just sounds like a cheesy. Oh, like if you do this thing, like say a name in a mirror, the empty man appears. That's not what it is. There's a different thing, but it, it's but it's that, much, your generic horror movie thing of like yes, but but it is much deeper than that. The it has a great mystery at the heart of it. And by the end of the movie, you're going to want to watch it again to try to understand what you just watched. Now that I'm, I'm very excited about that one line, the mystery, because I feel at least I'm in, you know, how our thoughts on horror, I feel like a lot of horror movies to have the, like, whether it's a demon or something or there isn't actually a mystery. Yeah. This like definitely not- is a mystery. Uh, like I said, it reminded me of Zodiac. It's got that sort of a through line to it. Uh, it's, it's really, really good. I, I, this is also a very long, it's all these movies are like two and a half hours. Like I said, yeah, but. no, I, I, the, I, I've come to accept that this would be a thing. If it's not for kids, it's long. <laughs> uh, so that's the empty man. Highly recommend my number two. And now my number one, my favorite movie, I think as of right now of the year, 2021. And it's another, Surprise, it's a matrix. Jonathan just tricked you in the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> if only it's another movie that I know you will want to go see. And that is nightmare alley. The newest film directed by Guillermo del Toro. You know, I read one thing about it and it sounded lukewarm, but you know, this is, I didn't want to read. I didn't read too much. I just, just sort of glanced at it. I was like, Oh, he's making a new movie, but this, you know, yeah, this is very good to hear. One, because you know, I already, I usually just love Guillermo del Toro no matter what. Two, like I said, I barely read the article. Versus you, <laughs> yeah. So this is this is Nightmare Alley. I loved it. Honestly, I knew nothing about this movie other than yeah, the I'm title like, I didn't even know he was doing it. And the director, yeah. And I feel like maybe I'm out of the loop, but I feel like it hasn't gotten a ton of talk. But man, I think this is his best movie. Maybe his best movie. Um, and it's, I I definitely, I loved the shape of water. I definitely think it's even better than the shape of water. Yeah. I was a big fan of that. And I get, look, I'm not counting things like best. I love Hellboy and Pacific Rim and I will always love them, but you know, best movie and actually being a good movie. I, yeah. Well, what's interesting about this movie is it's, I think it's maybe his most grounded movie. It actually doesn't have. It has weirdness in it. So it's, so the premise of it is Bradley Cooper is a guy who 
basically joins the circus. He kind of literally runs away and joins the a freak show at a circus, which feel you know that's like a, a natural, perfect setup for a Guillermo del Toro movie. There's a circus freak show. Willem Dafoe is like the owner of the circus. I mean, what what more do you want? Ron, <laughs> Ron Perlman plays the strong man. I want Ron Perlman to also play Hellboy again in the movie. I just want the, <laughs> yeah. I want the the Guillermo del Toro Smash Brothers. Like immediately, you're on board, but it goes to a even better places from there and it's really an amazing i think character study of this guy played by bradley cooper it's again it's it's not as fantastical it's more of like a it's kind of a noir thriller sort of movie but i was just hooked the whole way through i i love watching this movie like i said i saw one thing on it and didn't even go into detail because i didn't want but like but at first i was like Ah, well, that stinks. I didn't know Guillermo Toro was a movie and didn't sound like it's that good. Like, I, I don't even think it said much about the premise, or at least I don't remember. Like, what you said is all news to me. But hearing this is like, okay, I think I think I could, whew, I could still like this. <laughs> I could watch, you know. Yeah, no, I think I think you'll love it. I think it's, I think it has some of the best characters he's ever done in a movie. The uh, amazing cast, all the performances are great. I think this guy's at the top of his game, and I don't know why... I feel like I almost dismiss him in my head because I'm like, oh, Pan's Labyrinth was so long ago. That's like the peak to well, me. What I, what for me, my biggest issue is I feel like I see him a lot of times as producer. Right. <laughs> and I just know that he has like, I know he has like 10 scripts at least that Hollywood right. just won't do like, which includes Mountain of Madness. Which I would kill to see his movie version for. I believe he's doing a stop motion version of Pinocchio next. I'm not sure if he's directing it or not. And that's really the thing. It's like you hear he's in a movie. I'm like, yeah, oh, he's producing. Which at least you <laughs> uh, tell me I'm wrong. Produ- producing to this, you- he is directing it. Yeah, but anyway, yes, the producing, saying, like, producing mean, means nothing. It 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 depends, but yeah, a lot of times it means nothing. It's who knows, but yeah, I think he's at the top of his game. I think uh, this is this is a really fun great movie it's it's thrilling it's 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 suspenseful but it it's just it's every it's everything you want it's a kind of about movies like a, in a metaphorical way it's about performing and i'm gonna ask the same questions about empty man again where can i watch this in theaters sorry no that, that, that's fine that's, <laughs> yeah it's just it's all about knowing the things especially now because we're starting to hit the period where they just go to theaters again but right. some of them don't. Right. So it's about knowing where to go. It, that's half the problem now. It's not even <laughs> that, like, I have to do this. It's more like, where is it? It's on Peacock. No, no, no. It's not on Peacock. It's on- <laughs> Yeah. This one right now, traditional out in theaters. So Nightmare Alley, my number one. Uh, and then I do have, I have a series of uh, uh, 10 movies that are my uh, honorable mentions, runners up. I'll just mention, I'll just name their names. I won't talk about them, but they are. More movies for you to watch. Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar. The Card Counter. The French Dispatch. The Harder They Fall. Last Night in Soho. Pig. Riders of Justice. Stowaway. Tick, Tick, Boom. And The White Tiger. That was alphabetical. Well, I knew order. three of those. Uh, a lot of White Tiger, Tick, Tick, Boom, Stowaway, and Harder They Fall are all on Netflix. So, yeah, I remember watch. the um, Tick, Tick, Boom. No, but here's my question. Yes. Similar, sort of wrapping around where we started, we talked about how, with we talked about the board game list we looked at, how the sort of, it's not always maybe number one, but the one that gets the most judges with the Oscars. At least it feels that way. 
How do you think your list will compare to the Oscars? Ooh, the actual Academy Awards. I think um, definitely Licorice Pizza, Come On, Come On, and Red Rocket, and probably The Last Duel will all be up for their various awards. Uh, I mean, Luca will... Actually, I don't know if Luca will be up... It will probably be up for Best Animated, but I think it's going to get overshadowed by... um, wasn't there another Pixar this year, or maybe I'm wrong? But maybe there like, was that. There was the. There's one that came out. I think it was like um, there was Raya, was Peru, or something. Oh, all right. There's like Encanto and uh, the other. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I forget the name of it. Um, but no one's been talking about it. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe, I don't know. But definitely, but I, I don't count that in the very pessimistic sense because it's something's animated. It can only go there. <laughs> right. Like and, which I think is Man, absolute bull. But yeah. Empty Man and Nightmare Alley. I don't think are going to get on there because th- I'm actually like, you know, the Academy, they gave uh, shape of water. I think it won best picture. It did. It did. I but remember I was really happy about that. No I, matter all the jokes people made about having sex with the fish. I think this movie is too, it's not as like pretty as that movie. It's not as romantic. And I don't even mean a ro- in like a love sense. I mean, no, I, I think I know what you mean. And to me, that's not that big of a deal. Like, I honestly feel, I mean, I have my own issues, like I said, with the anime and stuff with the judges and how that's all done. And how, um, and I know, I think you have a lot of issues too uh, with, yeah. with that. But, yeah. you know, I'm more just curious just to know how your list will compare again. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. I, def- I definitely had a fair few that are critical darlings that I also liked a lot. Uh, I'll ask one more question then. How You said in the beginning this year, you said movies were long. But how do you feel overall how movies are this year? I love, honestly, I I was, con, you know, in contra, contradiction, I guess, to uh, what I said about board games. I, I felt the same the way I did last year for movies. I felt like I was eh, kind of, I think because it was a pandemic partially, I guess. Not all the movies came out. I was kind of had issues. Like, did I really like this movie or that movie? This year was the opposite. I was, it was hard for me to decide what was going on my list. There were a lot of movies that I really liked more that I didn't even mention here that I really liked still that I just didn't put. There were a lot well, of good ones. That seems like a good thing overall, because, you know, I, I think one of the things we were worried about before was just like, how many movies are there going to be because of the, the pandemic and stuff? Yeah. And they, the, yeah, mostly in the latter half of the year when theaters reopened, they really, uh, they came out strong, I think. People were like, we have movies. Also, some of these might be movies that were supposed to be released <laughs> last year. Right, but that still, still gives them the, the buffer room, hopefully. Yeah, so a lot a lot of good stuff. I would also, for you specifically, I, I would recommend you watch... Uh, would you like... Well, Riders of Justice has Mads Mikkelsen in it. That's why I think you might like it. It's like a, <laughs> it's like a Dutch movie. Uh, but Stowaway on Netflix is a really you good You know movie. how I feel about the Dutch. Stowaway is a sci-fi movie, and that's a strong... That's really good. Kind of, It's sort, right, sort well, of like Gravity or something. Three movies for me, or four <laughs> if you count. Um, well, not The Last Duel. You, what was the one you said? That the Empty the Man. One. Oh, Riders of Justice. Riders. See, yeah. The one is Empty Man, uh, Game of the Toro, which I'm forgetting, but I can just find it by Game of the Toro. Yeah, you don't need to know to Sabotage. See <laughs> uh, sabotage? Not so, uh, 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 stowaway, stowaway, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Also, just because again, that one's on Netflix, so it's like so easy to watch, right? No, <laughs> that's that's always the great thing. 
Yeah. It's but yeah. just knowing where they are. A lot of great movies. So that, that was it. Ch- check them out. And that's that wraps up our final audio expansion of the year. Mm-hmm. And we're going to kick off the new year later tonight. So very exciting. I, I, you know, I'm sure 2022 will totally be different. Yep. Onwards and upwards. <laughs> Wear a mask. <laughs> Stay inside if you can help it. Uh, all right. Well, happy new year to everybody. See you next year. Ha ha ha. I'm Jonathan. I'm Will. And this has been the audio expansion.